Hi, and welcome to Wellness with Lana. I'm Lana, your realistic wellness bestie, here to discuss everything from nutrition and fitness to mental health and fun. Join me every weekend for an episode that's entertaining, educational, and can help you become the best version of yourself. Okay, hello, welcome. I am so happy that you are here. Um, but before I jump into the episode, I'm going to just set the mood for you so you kind of understand, you know, where I'm talking, like, where, so you can picture where I am technically. So, okay, it's like 8.30 on a Friday night. Normally, I film podcasts a bit earlier, but you're getting me like real and raw because I do post these or I try to post them on Saturday morning. Um, this week was a pretty crazy week, which is why I am recording this Friday night. Um, I have my diffuser going in the background, my lights are dimmed low, I only have my Himalayan salt lamp and a desk lamp on some warm color tones, I have a cup of mint tea, I've already showered, I have my blue light glasses on, my laptop out with all of my notes, and yeah, I'm feeling very relaxed and very happy because this week was definitely a crazy one, so Hi, I'm Alana. Now that you know kind of where I'm talking to you from, um, if you are new here, I'm so happy that you decided to click on to this episode. Um, I know there may be a lot of new people. If you're coming from my Instagram, hello. Um, You know, a big special like hug and love to you guys because one of my reels did kind of go viral. Um, so a lot of girls and guys who struggled with eating disorders, I think related to that real, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get onto my Instagram at wellnesswlana and you will see that real. And I was able to gain, I think over a hundred followers within this entire week, which is kind of crazy. Thanks to that real. Um, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, if you don't know, I did take a break from social media over the summer because it was getting too much for me. So now I'm just trying to post whenever I feel like it. Um, and I'm not trying to force myself to post, you know, like I used to force myself to post like two, three times a day. And that was very unrealistic for me and it really burned me out. Um, but yeah, so if you're coming from my Instagram, hello, um, a special hug to you guys. And, um, if you're coming from just browsing or you've listened to me before, um, hi, welcome back. Or if you're new, hello again, um, uh, make sure to follow this podcast and also hit that notifications bell, follow all of my socials, which are linked. I have an Instagram, wellnesswlana, as I mentioned, a TikTok, the same wellnesswlana, And I also have a Pinterest, but I don't really have that linked yet because it's kind of bare. So anyway, now that you know the mood and have a welcome, I'm going to always start off every episode with a high and a low. Um, I think it's really important to be grateful for the little things in life because, or even the big things, because sometimes, um, like for me, this week was a busy week. When life gets really crazy, you kind of forget what's important. So for me, you know, I like to like come back and just step back into what is important and what I should be grateful for. So my like gratitude high of the week is probably just being able to rest this Friday evening. Um, You know, there was a lot of exams and tests and homework and all of that kind of compiled on me this week and it will be the same next week. But you know, it's kind of 
we're already getting closer to like midterms and things like that. So um, at least for me, so for me, you know, I'm just happy to be able to rest because, you know, I do work on Saturdays all day. So I don't really have much time to rest. And obviously Sundays are busy because, you know, I have church in the morning with my family. And then, you know, I often pack my Sundays with, you know, spending time with other people. And that leaves me zero time to myself because during the week of school, I'm only focusing on school really. So um, I'm just really glad to be able to take a step back and rest today. And I will be trying to make pockets of rest in the future. And then my low is probably because of all of the stress this week. Um, I did deal with um, a little bit of insomnia and that's really not common for me because I've kind of been on the same sleep schedule since COVID started where I go to bed early and I wake up super early, but I was really struggling to go to bed, bed these past few nights and you know, I'm really going to try um, tonight and after I finish recording and finishing up a couple of things, I'm going to try and go to bed and just really relax and let myself go to sleep and not worry about it because insomnia sucks and I never really thought I would have to struggle with that, but I guess when anxiety hits, then everything can go downhill. Anyway, why you are here for this episode, because this intro is already like five minutes long, so I'm going to get to like the actual beef of the episode. So a lot of you guys have been talking and asking, commenting about losing your period after um, restriction and an eating disorder because that is something I think not a lot of people talk about. Um, they talk about, you know, regaining weight and facing fear foods and the mental aspect and everything, but I feel like um, female health and specifically getting your period back is something that's often put on the back burner because... You know, for a lot of women in particular, like getting a period is kind of annoying. So, you know, it's better to live without it than with it, right? But um, as I think you'll learn from this episode that it's really important to have your hormonal health in check and your period is a sign if you're pretty much healthy or not, if your body feels safe and comfortable enough to be able to, you know, have a baby, even though you are having a period and you're not actually having a baby, like it's feeling safe enough that if you were to have a baby, you will be able to have a baby. That's how we're biologically made. Um, and so it's important for that to be working. So here's my story with losing my period. To be completely honest, I've actually never really gotten a true period. And here's why. So around um, when I was around 15, this was probably like February. Like I was really, I was about to get my period. Like I was getting like the very PMS symptoms. Like I was about to. And then COVID hit, and um, if you've listened to my fitness journey, I immediately then, you know, I felt out of control, so I started controlling food and exercise, and I was eating very small amount of calories. Like, it was still, like, enough calories, I guess, but it wasn't enough for, like, a young body like mine. So, for me, you know, immediately once my, my body was just about to start and all of a sudden I took away food, I took away nutrients, I took away rest, I was just go, 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 increasing my step count to crazy numbers of steps and miles and walks and runs and workouts all the time and like no rest days. It was in calorie counting too. It was horrible. Um, and, you know, then I kind of stopped, but my very low weight stabilized because I did lose weight from that and stayed there for two years. And obviously when your weight is so low, your body's pretty much frozen in time where I'm actually like, I'm pretty much 18 
and I'm I'm finally like tr- starting to finish puberty because I stopped my puberty at 15. Um, so I think, you know, that's like, it is something not a lot of people talk about, but if you start an eating disorder when you are a teenager, it can affect your growth. It can affect like everything regarding puberty. And so for me, I was frozen in time pretty much for two years. So of course I, you know, didn't have a period. I wasn't growing. Like everything was the same. Like from 15 to 17, a girl should grow. She should gain weight. She should, you know, get taller. Um, She should be more mature. And I literally looked at the exactly the same. Quite frankly and brutally honest, I look like a 12 year old just stretched out. Like that's what my parents called me because I was extremely thin. And I mean, I kind of looked weird because, you know, I was a, you know, 16, 17 year old girl and I was mature mentally, but physically I looked like a child because I didn't give my body the nutrients it needed to mature. So take that with, take that with like a grain of salt, but I think it's pretty important for me to mention. Um, and then at the start of this year, I decided to start recovering. Um, I finally put a name to this, these issues that I've been having around food and exercise. And I started recovering from anorexia in particular, um, generally more athletica anorexia, where I was using exercise a lot more than food, um, to control my weight and to compensate for things that should not be compensated for. And I, um, in March, I completely stopped running and high-intensity int- interval training and things like cycling. Um, I loved all those things, but unfortunately, it did not and does not fit with my goals right now, so I'm not doing it. Um, and I will get into that later on what types of exercise are good to regain your period and what types of exercise you should limit or um, not do at all. Um, and so... Um, I think May or very early June, I did regain my weight back to my natural set point weight, which is also what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So actually went a little bit like above like the minimum the doctor gave me for my body to be physically healthy enough to get a period um, and still no period. And I've waited for about three months now, but I will talk about why sometimes it does take time um, for your period to come back, even if you're doing everything right. Um, and so we'll get all, so that's my story. Right now, I don't have a period. I never actually truly had a period. Am I waiting for one? Yes. Am I getting really close? According to my estrogen levels and everything the doctors have been testing with me, yes. So I'm already almost there. And so I understand what it's like to be, you know, at, at you know, either rock bottom or you're just starting, you know, recovery from an eating disorder and getting your period back seems like a very difficult feat because what's on your mind is more about like food and how your body's gonna look and not necessarily your hormonal health so also as a short disclaimer i am not a doctor or a dietitian or a therapist or an endocrinologist or any of those things or a gynecologist or anything but all of the information i have is either from peer-reviewed articles or it's from my doctors and things that i have learned from them and have implemented in my life to increase my estrogen levels, where actually after I did reach my set point weight, um, my skeleton grew by like five pounds, like my bones, okay, think about this, my bones grew, my muscles obviously grew, I grew in stature, 
obviously I started developing immediately because, you know, once you don't give your body and then you start giving your body food, it's going to start developing quickly because it's realizing, you know, you're 18, you need to look like an adult now. So we're going to start working like an adult. And then um, if you're kind of sitting there and also, you know, you're, you kind of know you should have a period, but you're too, again, you're too busy with your body and exercise and it seems too hard to recover from the eating disorder and whatnot. Let me remind you that you need your period for your mood. It can really impact your mood, your sleeping cycle, um, your bone density, your skin. If you don't, you don't have a period, your hormones are imbalanced, which can negatively impact your skin and cause acne, actually. Um, which kind of sounds counterintuitive because you'd think like periods like PMS like causes acne but if you don't have balanced hormones like 24 7 not just like a small part of your cycle you could have acne the entire time so that's something to think about and also future fertility because I know you might be young um, and you might not be thinking about having kids but you'd also want to be able to have that option if you ever choose to and, you know, I feel like it would be heartbreaking as a, let's say you're a 35 year old and you want to have a kid, but you can't because like 15 years ago, you know, you started an eating disorder, you never fully recovered, you never got your period back and you can't get pregnant now. Um, I think that's kind of heartbreaking because you don't have the option anymore of doing what you want. So how to get your period back and rebalance your hormones. And I'm actually going to be talking more, um, more like looking through the lens of like losing your period due to an eating disorder, due to restriction, due to overexercising, and not other issues like PCOS or um, I know there are other you know problems such as um, you know getting off birth control, which can impact your cycle and your hormones. But I'm talking more specifically on losing your period. And the imbalance of female hormones due to restriction, due to eating disorders, overexercise, etc. So first, eat more. I know, like, you might be like, well, I'm already eating so much. Well, you're probably not eating enough. That's why I highly recommend for you to get a dietitian, get someone that knows food. I know some people did track calories during, you know, them trying to regain their period back, making sure they're eating enough. But unfortunately, I think that this can really lead you back into a restriction, especially if counting calories was the thing that got you in the eating disorder in the first place. So, you know, getting a dietitian um, and using your brain to make sure you're eating enough. Because I know a lot of girls also complain like, well, I'm not ever hungry. Well, I'm sorry. Your body doesn't know when it's hungry or full. So use that brain and figure out, okay, it's breakfast, I eat. Okay, it's lunch, I eat. Yes, you have to eat robotically until you get your period back, until you regain the weight that you need for a healthy body. Otherwise, you will not do it. And if you're saying, well, everyone talks about intuitive eating, intuitive eating is great. And it can come after you regain your hormonal female health. Because that's going to be number one in intuitive eating and those kinds of things can be number two, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, again, this is really uncomfortable. You need to use your brain. You need to use common sense for making sure you're eating enough. Um, and, you know, in your meals, make sure you have more protein and especially more fat and carbs. Carbs are vital um, to your hormones, but of course, balance it with some good protein and fat because you don't want to spike 
you know, blood sugar, whatever else gets spiked during um, a lot of carbs. Um, and with fat, really focus on those good omega-3s. You know, I'm talking salmon and nuts and nut butters and avocado. Like, make sure you're getting all those healthy fats because not only is this going to help your skin and your hair and your nails, but it also is amazing for your hormonal health and it can help to regain your period. Also, those denser foods that are filled with healthy fats are generally a lot easier to stomach because they're more dense. So it might not look like a lot of calories per se, but it actually is a lot and it can help you eat more without actually eating like more in volume, if that makes sense. Also, do not skip meals. So I did make a reel about this also regarding, you know, intermittent fasting is actually imbalancing your hormones. And it's it has been proven, especially for younger girls. Like I'm talking girls, um, you know, ages 30 minus, so, you know, teenagers, um, especially kids, teenagers, and, you know, young adults, I don't recommend intermittent fasting, and the doctors I have talked to and dietitians also don't recommend it because a lot of times it can imbalance your female hormones by spiking cortisol, the stress hormone, and on top of that, it could lead um, to a negative relationship with food, and it could also lead to overeating, which also is not great for your hormonal health because your body is stressed from, you know, not eating, not eating, and then eating too much, and then you don't feel good. Um, so, you know, don't intermittent fast, just eat normal meals, um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks in between, you know the drill. Also, come prepared. Um, I think a lot of people give the excuse, well, I'm busy. Well, you know, making overnight oats in a sandwich takes like five minutes tops, okay? It doesn't take that much time. And, um, you know, pack snacks, come prepared, pack an extra snack in your backpack or car. Um, you know, make sure you have your meals. Like for me, I pack, um, you know, breakfast, a lunch, and snacks along to school for me because I don't have time to eat breakfast at home most of the week. So, because I have classes super early in the morning, but I always make sure that, you know, after my first 8 a.m. class that I do eat my breakfast because um, generally by then I get super hungry. But, you know, come prepared. Don't give those very dumb excuses. Well, I don't have time because you do. And if your goal is to get your female health back, your hormonal health, your period back, you need to come prepared. You need to stop lying to yourself. You need to make sure you're eating enough and eating the right things. Number two, make sure that you your body's weight is at its natural set point. So I don't talk about weight too much on this podcast. Um, I don't feel like it's a great number. I know BMI is kind of garbage. Um, however, you need to make sure that you need your weight is at a healthy range for your body to feel safe enough to have a period. I already mentioned this before, but we're biologically made where if our bodies don't have enough nutrients within it, it will shut down, period. It will make sure to allocate resources to other things such as survival rather than things like a period or even building muscle. That's why when you build muscle, you eat in a, you eat in a surplus because you want to, you're wanting to build. Same with the female health. You need to make sure you're eating enough, if not just a little bit more than what you need, a surplus to make sure your body feels safe and regular enough where it can start that kind of a cycle um 
if you are kind of looking at like body fat percentages, not that something I focus on, but it is scientific. So for a female, you need to be at at least 17% body fat, but preferably more. And a lot of bodies generally are different, but you know, most bodies are 17 to 22. And then once they hit, you know, 17 to 22% of body fat, then they feel safe enough to have a period. I understand you might, if you are in this, um, you know, you might have a really low body fat percentage for whatever reason, bring it up. And this is where it gets hard. Gaining weight is terrifying. Bringing your body fat percentage up on purpose, you're not going to look fat, trust me, you're not. But bringing it up even a little bit, because that's what I had to do, is also scary. But the point is for you to be healthy and not like dying on the inside. And so this is where eating disorders can be really tricky because they all kind of tie in together. You give this disillusion of your body, body dysmorphia, you have struggle with like food. So it makes it really hard to really hone in on something such as regaining your hormonal health back. But I promise you that if you, um, like my doctor told me the weight I needed minimum to be at, I'm above that weight actually. And no, I don't have a period yet. You need to reach the weight your doctor told you to reach and maybe a couple pounds more. And after that, stabilize, wait it out, have some fun, chillax, and wait. Because after you reach your set point, waiting um, anywhere from six months to a year is actually normal. So for me, I'm only about four months into my weight. So I have a couple more months, but you know, I'm getting there. And so you can too. And trust me, again, gaining weight might seem impossible, but... No, you won't be fat, I promise. And if you really want it, if you're really concerned, go to my Instagram account, look at me. If you think I'm fat, then you have problems because I definitely don't look like that. So I look a lot better than I did when I had an eating disorder. I look a lot stronger and healthier and happier. So take from that what you will, but no, you won't get fat, I promise. Okay, number three. Stop the excessive cardio. Stop the excessive exercise. Now I know. Also, if you have an eating disorder like me, you're like, well, I was using exercise to compensate. I was always doing it. What's wrong? Exercise is healthy. You're telling me to stop exercising? No, I'm not telling you to stop exercising. What I'm telling you to do is switch certain high impact exercises for low impact exercises. Wow, you can stick to your same exercise routine. You can still go to the gym, but you're going to be doing different workouts for a while until you get your period back. And then you can slowly add in the more high intensity workouts back in, if that makes sense. And again, you're going to think, well, if I stop my workouts, if I stop my excessive whatever you're doing, then I'm going to gain weight. You actually probably won't. And if you do gain weight, it's probably because your body actually needs to gain weight. But anyway, I completely stopped running and cycling since March of this year and it helped me to regain weight but then I stabilized and it did improve my relationship with exercise a ton where I didn't feel the urge to always sweat after my workouts or really struggle um so for me what I do is I have I weightlift and then between those days I do Pilates and calisthenics so that's like bodyweight exercises and, you know, weightlifting, I make sure they're really hard. But then Pilates and calisthenics are easier because obviously you're not using weights. They're still challenging, but they're a lot easier than weightlifting. And, you know, 
every workout is different, every day is different, but I make sure that I enjoy all my workouts, whether they're super challenging or they're just more relaxed and slow. Um, sometimes I do yoga on Sundays, but you know, that's kind of what I do. I also walk. Um, I try to walk every single day because it really helps to clear my mind after school and listen to a podcast. And if you're on your hot girl walk while listening to me, bravo to you. And just from this, I put on a ton of muscle. You'd be surprised at when you stop restricting your body and you stop doing a ton of cardio, how much muscle your body can put on. Quite frankly, I look, well, I already told you I look better than what I did when I had an eating disorder, but like, I feel better. I feel stronger. I can do pull-ups. I can do push-ups. I'm so much stronger. I can lift way more weight. I just feel better. Um, and so, you know, that's important. But along with, you know, things like what I do, you know, things that stress your body. I'm talking like running, cycling, hit classes. You maybe could do them like once a week, but I I generally say if you want your period and your hormones balanced faster, just cut it out completely until your period comes. And I know this sounds impossible. In March, when I cut out my running and that hit stuff, um, I had a breakdown in the doctor's office. So yeah, I was really sad, but then I grew a love for weightlifting and I'm growing a love for Pilates and um, I'm growing a love, I already grew a love for walking. So um, it's like the, it's the little things in life. Um, but you know, if you skip your running for walking and your hip for resistance training, yoga, Pilates, etc., you'll be just fine. Um, and once your period comes back, you can slowly incorporate those high intensity exercises back into your routine. Next. Number four, de-stress. So I'm a very stressed out person. Um, you know, just school and everything in general can really freak me out. But what I'm trying to do is just read, color, have spa nights, hang out with friends, gentle exercise are all things that I do to really de-stress myself. And I try to do this daily or especially before bed. Journaling really helps too. Um, you know, drinking the teas, having the diffusers like I am right now. Because cortisol, the stress hormone, can really hurt your period and it can make your body feel unsafe um, to have that period. So it's really important for you to just de-stress after, you know, a long day or even in between um, classes or whatever. If you need to, you know, run into the bathroom, take a couple deep breaths, do a quick meditation, a quick breath work, then, you know, do what you got to do to calm yourself down. Um, I was actually talking to my professor today and I was telling him about um, how I get really anxious and he recommended lemon drop it's like part of the mint family but it's like it tastes it's like it looks like a mint you know like you know mint leaves but it, when you like rub the leaf it smells like lemon and not mint and apparently if you they have like um lemon drop teas and lemon drop like like little essential oil drops and so I'm gonna get the essential oil drops because I was reading the reviews on Amazon and it said it helped people calm down and actually kind of knock them out for sleep um so I mean not I'm only use it when I really got to but you know you know find ways to help yourself calm down especially if you're high stress like me 
Number five, sleep more. Now, you know, sleep is really important. And as I mentioned, I've not been getting enough sleep lately, but that is something I always have to work on. Um, Sleep helps to rebuild your body and your hormones in your sleep cycle are actually combined. Where if your hormones are imbalanced, your sleep cycle can be imbalanced. So it's really important to make sure to calm down, have a relaxing night routine, do all the de-stressing things, and um, just have a good night's rest where, you know, you feel relaxed. And a little number six bonus. I was only planning on having five, but make sure to get therapy or help if and whenever possible. So therapy was honestly not the most beneficial for me um, through my eating disorder. My mom was actually like, she was more of a therapist than my actual therapist. But, um, you know, I actually recently just got a dietitian to help me with my relationship with food. Um, But, you know, that's improving too. And you know, I am still looking for a therapist or a psychologist or someone to work through those inner battles because as everyone with an eating disorder knows, it's generally not a just eating disorder problem. It's often linked to trauma or things like OCD, perfectionism, etc. So it's really important to work through those problems so you can kind of kill the tree instead of just chopping off the branch. If you kind of get the like kind of get the picture I'm trying to show where the tree is your root problem and the branch is just the eating disorder. Lastly, just I wanted to remind you, you can do it. You're amazing. You're fine. You're going to be able to get your cycle back. You are going to be able to get your hormones back on track. But again, make sure to eat more, get to your natural set point weight, stop the excessive cardio and exercise, de-stress, sleep more and get help whenever possible because those are all things that can help your period and your hormones get balanced a lot quicker and faster and you can be on track to just not having to worry so much about um you know everything because your body's starting to work fine you're going to feel better you're going to feel more confident you can start adding in you know more of the exercise you like and you can maybe like stop worrying so much about am I eating enough because you know if you're eating enough. Um, once you get your period, you'll be able to get into intuitive eating and things like that. So if you found this episode helpful, make sure to, um, you know, share this with a friend. Again, follow me. You can find my Instagram, my TikTok, and just I hope that you have an incredible weekend. I hope that you take some of these tips if you're struggling with it or if a friend is struggling with period loss or imbalanced hormones. And I am probably going to go to bed because I need that sleep. Have a good day. Bye-bye.